When the power went off, shutting down Roman's computer and the office lights, he didn't expect he would be advising a fellow worker to murder his wife and commit suicide within a few hours. For now, however brief this now was, his world remained sane, normal. Dead silence rung for a second. Then there was a chorus of moaning and cursing from the cubicles as work was lost in the blink of an eye. Damn, Roman groaned to himself. He looked out the window of his twentieth-floor cubicle, out across downtown Fort Worth. Hey, Jim, he said to the occupant of the adjacent cubicle. Look at that. All the cars have stopped on the interstate. Must be a big wreck somewhere. The words had barely left his mouth when he noticed a helicopter heading for the ground in a controlled crash, auto-rotating. The chopper disappeared behind a building, but he saw no smoke or signs of explosion. Roman sincerely hoped the pilot was uninjured. He looked again at the traffic. He could see the intersection of Interstate 20 and Interstate 35. All cars were stopped, not just in one direction, but in all directions, on all highways. The surface streets were just the same. A glint in the sky, the sun reflecting off an airliner, caught his eye. Roman watched in growing horror as the jetliner plummeted straight into the ground, erupting into a fireball two or three miles away. As he watched, another identical fireball erupted further away, just on the horizon. Then another! Finally the light bulb went on in his mind. Jim! He almost shouted, his voice choked with tension. We're in either a major solar storm or a nuclear EMP event. I'm out of here. I'm heading home right now. Thinking only of getting to Sarah, Roman quickly took the stairs down the twenty stories, and then with aching legs walked as fast as he could to the parking garage a block away. There was no longer any need to get his supervisor's permission to leave. He was no longer employed. No one was. The city was silent, the quietest he had ever heard it. All the background noise, the traffic, sirens, jackhammers, train horns, everything had stopped. His truck starting now was unlikely, but he'd thought on this for a long time and had made the necessary preparations. In his glove compartment, wrapped in two heavy sheets of aluminum foil, were six sets of replacement fuses. If the truck's computer brain hadn't been fried, he had a chance.